The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Yesterday's Wall Street Journal had on its front page that home prices rose across the United States. So, therefore, we thought it was very timely to have a show today with a real estate market advisor and trend expert, and her name is Cindy Zabner. But we have a very, very special cameo in this first segment with Deborah Shames from Eloquy and the author of Own the Room, which will be released in September. We have invited Deborah for this special cameo because she and Cindy Zabner are business associates. And we thought that our listeners would like to hear how a professional presentation coach, and that's what Deborah Shames is, preps our guests for this show. So welcome both Deborah and Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. And um, again, this show will be talking about the real estate market trends, and Cindy Zabner, who is certainly an expert in that arena, will be talking with us through the rest of the show. But first, Deborah, tell us a little bit about Eloquy. Eloquy is a presentation and communication training company, but we believe that the new paradigm works much more effectively than the old paradigm about public speaking, which means... Add what performers know from the entertainment industry when you speak to engage an audience. Put a little dop of creative cognitive science in and marry it with impression management from psychology to really grab your viewer or your listener's attention and keep it. Well, there you go. That's media coaching and presentation coaching said very eloquently, Ebra from Eloquy. And again, talk about your book a little bit. Own the Room. Own the Room will be published by McGraw-Hill. It will be in bookstores on September 18th, and it really gives a complete menu of what you need, especially in business, to engage, to really generate more business, engage, and keep your audience attention. And that's what everybody needs to know in this climate. Oh, absolutely. If there's a climate to break through the clutter in the way that you present yourself, this is the climate to do it in, and you know that I believe that. Now, you and Cindy have been business associates and friends for quite some time, and you have had the opportunity to coach Cindy. Yes, because Cindy is so much more than a real estate agent. She's really a trusted advisor in her field. She knows market trends. She listens and asks questions about what you want when you're ready to buy or sell a house. And she's done that for two of our properties. And so I coached her to be herself, to give examples, to be authentic and credible, rather than try to be an expert. Because we don't trust experts. We trust somebody who we believe has our best interests at heart. 
I think that's very true. So tell, take us through it. Remember, this is initially a public relations and branding show, so please share with the listeners what you would say to Cindy when you're coaching her to prepare for an interview. In well, addition to being herself, how yeah. do you break it down for her technically? Well, technically, you actually did. It, you started the program with one of our tenants. That the, the speakers that are most memorable and likable use things that are current. So you took a, an article from the Wall Street Journal yesterday and tied it into the theme of the show. So the first thing I did is say to Cindy Zabner, "Do the same thing. Look at who is buying and selling in this market. What are the great opportunities?" And then shape that into an anecdote, because we as we as humans remember stories and anecdotes much better than we remember a list of facts or figures. Yeah, and I think that's right, and you do that very well. Everybody that I've seen who you've trained or coached, always, whether they're doing an elevator speech or they're talking to um, a larger room where the elevator speech wouldn't work, you have always taught people to come up with color commentary or an anecdote. Ooh, I love it, color commentary. You know, in sports, there's the commentator and the color commentator, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's, you know, a good analogy. Um, Well, what do you say to people, Deborah, who feel challenged that they see a blank space or that they blank out? What kind of exercise would you give to them? Great question, because anxiety plagues so many people. And one of the things to alleviate anxiety is instead of focusing on the critic in your head, focus out on the audience. What do they need? What do you have to deliver that's of value to them? Because that little critical voice is what forms so much anxiety. They're judging me. I'm not an expert enough. Why did I volunteer to do this? Instead, if you go, I'm going to be as persuasive as possible. I'm going to have a clear intention, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to achieve that intention. You'll be much more successful. And in the acting world, it's called emoting, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because I know that you come from a background of directing. Yes. So you very much know how to coach the actor, if you will. (laughs) Well, we're all performers, whether we're on radio, television in front of our own team or delivering a keynote, we are performing because all eyes are on us and it's up to us to frame our content in a way with vivid details, to make sure we're reading our audience correctly and to really give it all we can because it reflects on us and it will drive business. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. And Cindy, when when you've talked to Deborah or Eloquy in the past, um, what have you taken away from it, and how has it helped you? Cindy? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, I, it's been amazing. Deborah has given me some insight into being myself. I'm a great communicator with people in one-on-one, sometimes getting a little bit concerned about speaking to an audience or standing up in front of people. But uh, the information and the, the experiences that I've had um, – Deborah's communicate to me that that's really what what draws people to listen and and come talk with us and discuss the real estate market and the opportunities and just being able to share those experiences um, intertwined with some statistics of things that are going on in the market and, and being out there for people. 
Okay, and I'm going to go back to Deborah. Deborah, when a speaker is just, I brought up blacking out before, but sometimes there are people that are so extremely nervous mm-hmm. about talking to a room or going on the air or even talking to somebody at a trigger or a one-on-one. And again, you know, are there breathing exercises? What do you recommend when somebody just really has to go get over that fear of speaking? What Breathing exercises help because your heart rate uh, accelerates and you, you often feel flushed and your mouth is dry and breathing exercises will bring your heart rate back to normal. But what I like even more than that is called sense memory. Athletes and actors use it. And when you have some time before the event, think of an incident or an event where you demonstrated confidence or warmth or whatever it is that you want to demonstrate when you get up to speak. And look at, recall all five senses of that particular incident. And while you're recalling it with your eyes closed, grab your wrist. And then five minutes before your actual presentation, close your eyes, grab your wrist, and recall that incident or event when you were very confident, for example. And then when you get ready to speak, you will be exhibiting that emotion rather than judging yourself or getting all hung up on what it is you want to say and will I remember everything and how will they judge me. So I'm a big fan of sense memory. And then, Cindy, it's all about practice. The more you do it, the easier it gets. No, that's true. Um, And sometimes if you don't have a captive audience, you could talk in the mirror, I suppose. I do. But (laughs) rehearsal means a lot. The, The trouble is when people rehearse their presentation too many times the same way, it gets embedded into memory and starts sounding rote and canned. So do an outline. Don't try to memorize your presentation. And then when you rehearse, change up the phrases or the wording so each time you deliver it, it's slightly different. And that way, when you deliver it for real, it will sound fresh and new. Uh, and I think that's really great advice. I also want to add some of the advice that David from Eloquy has given me, and I think it's very, very effective. And, Deborah, as we have discussed in the past, I think that everybody can use some speaking coaching every once in a while. It's you know, even if you do it all the time, a great car always can use a little bit of a tune-up. But in talking to a room, particularly if it's a group of about, you know, 30 to 50 people, a great exercise, and again, this comes from Eloquy, um, is to focus in on certain people in the room and connect them, just like connecting the news to the show, um, when it takes you out of your element a little bit and changes your game and your presentation if you look at the people who are around you and try to connect what they've done that's relevant to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's one of the things that you you do when you coach people who are perhaps talking to, um, you know, an audience. Not only connect, but, but pay attention to the smiling faces in the room. Don't pay attention to the ones that maybe aren't as engaged. You don't know what's going on with them. But you really need to pump yourself up and, and by keying into the people that, that are smiling or positive or, or moving along with you, it will really keep your energy up. Right, and I think that's very, a very good point. People tend to personalize or maybe mm-hmm. 
um, you know, add to their anxiety if they are looking around the room and they see a scowler. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a science. And Deborah, you know this as a you know, professional communications coach that it's not personal. In every large group, you're always going to have a small minority of scowlers. <laughs> yes, and and they may be. You never know if they're anxious about when lunch is or they've had a family issue come up or this is simply the way they think and process information. We once had one of those scholars come up to us later and say, I really got so much out of it. I was sitting there processing what you were telling me and yet I interpreted it as they didn't like what we had to say. So really, it's a great piece of advice, Cindy. I think think it's a great way to almost end this segment because it gives people something to always remember and when people have fear and anxiety, it's usually because they feel that they're being judged. Yes. So um, I think that you shared a lot of tidbits and information and I want to say this, that both Deborah and David from Eloquy will be on their own show in the last Thursday in August to talk about the specifics of the book, Own the Room, which we're all very excited about. And, Deborah, I really want to thank you for this cameo appearance. Is there anything you want to add in closing? No, except that having known Cindy Zabner for a very long time, I'm glad you have her on the show because the housing market is so unstable now, and she's the opposite. She's a rock, and and I'm sure she'll share a lot of great things with your listeners. Okay, well, with that second introduction and affirmation. Please stay tuned for the next segment with Cindy Zabner. Thank you, Deborah Shames. Thanks, Deb. You're welcome. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. Owen Hodge Show. 
Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking about the Wall Street Journal, which proudly announced yesterday home prices rise across the U.S. Bargain hunting low rates drive first gain in three years. Double dip still possible. So um, with all of the bad news that we've been reading over and over again for the past year and a half, it's nice, whether it's true or not, to see a rally cry and see something a little bit positive about the real estate market. And again, on this show and for the rest of the show, we have real estate market trend expert and advisor Cindy Zabner from the Zabner Group. And, Cindy, tell my listeners your geographic area. Where are your clients? Well, I have spent the last 25 years with uh, clients in the um, greater Los Angeles area of the San Fernando, Conejo, Simi Valleys and surrounding areas. Okay, Um, and, you know, because you happen to be in those areas, one of the things that you and I have discussed is that they weren't, you know, as badly affected by the bubble. You were in an area that may have suffered... You know, a little bit of slowdown, a little bit of a tiny bit of price cutting. Um, but in terms of, you know, real estate um, panic and depression, it's not so much in the area that you've covered. Not so much around here. I mean, they have uh, had some more drastic uh, reductions in other areas. But as you shared, the good news is that we have had some nice uh, leveling off, and actually uh, uh, the last four months we've had some improvement uh, in the in the market, even though the prices themselves are still down about uh, 26% in California, probably 17% across the board, uh, but 16 straight months in a row from October 07 to January 09, we were seeing declines, and the last four months we've really started to see a nice tick upward, and that's... Uh, that's been a great help uh, in in the real estate uh, market as a whole. Oh, I, I think so. And even though it might be a little protected from the bubble, probably an indicator of what might be going on in the rest of the country. You know, you go to the you, you go to the more healthier economies in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they experience the same thing that the rest of the country may have experienced, just not not on as devastating of a level. Right. I, I Actually, I moved here about 26 years ago with my husband and my two small children uh, from Michigan, which obviously is having a, a difficult, very difficult market uh, compared to uh, what we're seeing in the parts, at least where I am. 
because of the economy and everything in, in, in Michigan as a whole. So there are different, definitely different parts of the country that have seen, you know, much more tough times. But this opportunity right now seems to be a great opportunity for for people, uh, first-time home buyers. Um, they have some uh, great state and federal tax credits. I mean, how often does the government give us a gift? Right now they're giving a, a gift to the first-time home buyers. With the lower interest rates and the prices that have dropped to an affordable level, it is really a, a great time for first-time homebuyers, uh, young people and older people. I had a couple uh, that was referred to me that came in this past week, and uh, they're in their mid-50s. And there are two school teachers who proudly announced that they had saved conservatively, which is a little unknown commodity sometimes, um, and they were excited to buy their first home and take advantage of the tax benefits and some of the good deals that are out there in the market. It's a it's an excellent time to be a buyer, isn't it? It is. It is for uh, investors as well as uh, uh, as first, like I said, as first time home buyers. So the window for the first time home buyers, they um, may uh, remove that tax credit in November. They're still not certain if they're going to extend it a little bit. So there are some times to be aware of, and we uh, advise and counsel you know our clients in that direction so that we can keep on top of the uh, time frames for people in, in working with their needs too. Um, we're going to talk in a little bit about foreclosures, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the market. Um, are you finding that there's great, there's a good volume of home sales that are taking place for these buyers that want to take advantage um, in the one, under one million dollar range? There, there is. Right now, the um, conforming rate in our area, and it's different in different counties, even throughout California as it is throughout the United States. Um, so the rate uh, at 729000 right now, before you get to the jumbo market, um, allows people to put down uh, 20% and still stay under the million-dollar mark. Of course, we're still seeing quite a few sales even at the uh, under 500 mark, but some of those houses in California were never even in existence before the last couple of years. So um, that opportunity has opened up a little bit as well. And what do you know? And, you know, I'm getting outside of your geographic area a little bit. So if you, you know, if you want to shot, you know, stay away from the question, that's okay too. But I would imagine that when you go into distressed areas, if a person would want to, um, you know, you mentioned before, you know, some communities that, didn't exist before. And some of the new homes that come into my head are when you're driving back from Big Bear and you are, you know, on on the highways down there and you see all of these gigantic new home communities. New community, buy now, great prices. And, of course, they were just built, you know, three to five years ago at the worst possible time is, you know, Will there be an uptick in people who might want to pick up a home, a beautiful home, a mansion-like home that's under a million dollars for sure, and maybe even five hundred thousand dollars? They they can if they're still if the builders are still solvent and selling them. Some of those are falling uh, to the foreclosure market as well, and some of the builders have you know gone upside down. Um, they actually leveled a community of brand new homes that they could not sell. Um, in one of the uh, outer cities of, California, of uh, Los Angeles, 
because of the uh, hazards of the home standing vacant and empty. So, I mean, there's there's been quite a uh, quite a change in, in in you know in the builders' economy as well. So. Um, some of them are able to hang on, and they are some incredible pricing, and some of those are falling uh, to the foreclosure market and or um, uh, short sale market if if they can, if they fall under those guidelines. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the foreclosure market and the short sale market very much in depth. I mean, first explain to the listeners, um, you know, the – Explain the difference between foreclosure and short sale because they might not know. Well, short sales are a little bit more complicated, but a foreclosure basically is when the home has been taken back by the bank and the bank has the responsibility of maintaining that home during the time of its sale um, in, prior to that of vacating the people who are in the home, whether willingly or sometimes, unfortunately, unwillingly, um, and then they have possession of that home and can uh, get it ready. Sometimes the homes are not in the best of condition, so they, expend, they put some expense into uh, fixing the homes up and getting them ready for the market. And then those homes are done with a uh, broker price opinion, which is a, a form of appraising, and they're put back out at the market at a certain price. With short sales, uh, the people are in their home. It's a little premature of the foreclosure. They are exploring their options of whether they can do a loan modification. They still have income enough to reduce their loan, and it appraises for a value that they can comfortably afford within their finances. If not, and they are upside down and cannot afford to or do not wish to stay in the property for a length of time and they don't want to go through the um, foreclosure process, which does put a uh, stronger and harsher uh, ding on your credit record, they can look towards the short sale, which is uh, working with an agent prior to getting a uh, foreclosure uh, notice and getting it sold and working with the banks. I think the banks now are, uh, and even um, Geithner uh, said that uh, they are going to start including the um, short sales in the um, uh, foreclosure uh, program, the bailout program, to um, expand that so that people can stay in their homes. They actually maintain their homes. They don't wind up um, putting that extra pressure on the banks to um, have all the deferred maintenance. It still is a several months process, so it's not for everybody um, on the sales side as well as the buy side. Um, and then there is a in-depth process to uh, counseling the sellers and uh, and and walking them through the process. And depending upon each one's individual needs, obviously they should always talk to a, a CPA and, and uh, any attorneys that they feel might give them additional advice on where they're Financial means may carry them, but as far as getting the house sold and working through the short sale process, um, that does take several months, and they're able to stay in their home and prepare a little bit for um, making the move and um, eventually not having as large of a a ding on their uh, credit report. Well, again, it seems to be a short sale seems to be a win-win for both the homeowner and the bank. It seems so, and that's why they have made that Make Home Affordable program um, that they're, you know, like I said, they're including the short sales under their new foreclosure alternative program. So 
that seems to be uh, a win for the banks. I think they're waking up to realize that having this standing inventory or houses that they're now being required to maintain because the neighborhoods are not wanting to see you know, uh, pools with issues and problems not being maintained and front lawns not being maintained, um, that they're finding there's not that much of a difference negotiating a short sale prior to the foreclosure. Well, we're going to talk about this more in the next couple of segments, Cindy, because for those listeners that, you know, are just tuning in, I think that the short sale versus foreclosure message is a very important and constructive one. Right now we're going to take another commercial break and stay tuned for more with real estate advice from expert Cindy Zabner. Stand by. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. 
We're back talking about real estate trends in this volatile market, but in this volatile market that might be improving, there's always opportunity, and I'm lucky enough to have Cindy Zabner to talk to us about opportunities and ways, creative ways of perhaps avoiding foreclosure, which is described by the short sale. But before we go back into real estate, I have to share a little bit about how special Cindy is and her personality. Um, Cindy and I both belong to a professional networking group called Provisors, and in these professional networking groups, they do something called the Troika, very old school. And basically, after a meeting, you get set up in little groups to get together and get to know each other. And Cindy, why don't you share with people the Troika that you offered to me and Joseph Turlings? Oh, it was a, uh, it was a great opportunity to... Uh, have a nice evening to get to know everybody and, uh, and get a little bit more acquainted rather than your typical breakfast or, or lunch around the table. We uh, were fortunate enough to take out a little electric boat around Westlake Island. Yes, there really is a lake in Westlake. And um, over a, a bottle of wine and some little appetizers, we were able to uh, chat with each other and tour beautiful homes around Westlake Island, and uh, we had a wonderful evening, watched the sunset and really go over the uh, uh, details of getting to know each other and a and, uh, little bit about myself in real estate and yourself in PR and, and Joe, who is um, also in the financial world. So. Oh, I think, and we got to know each other personally a little bit, too. I'll share with you a funny story, Cindy, and, you know, I um, had the pleasure of having some wine with Gordon Gregory, who's one of the founders and MDs from Provisors last night, and I shared with him um, the fact that you had a friend's boat for our Troika, and, um, you know, I said it was very, very different for me because I felt that I was able to let my hair down and take the game face off. And Gordon said, you have a game face? <laughs> so we all have to put on, we, you know, we, as presenters and communicators, whether we're being interviewed for a show or talking to a group, we all have our methods, and I guess I describe my method as the game face, where it's very genuine. It's not a phony kind of face. It's very much who I am because I am in PR, and I'm used to being on the air and recorded, and maybe that's sort of the way I've been trained to carry myself. But there's a deep soul in there, but I think Gordon was concerned that am I not the person who I appear to be? <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed the person you were on the boat. Didn't seem that different from the other person. Well, maybe thank you for that. Right. Well, what Deborah said before was, you know, we all have to sort of um, tap into our emotions when we're communicating. And she shared with us the exercise of, you know, putting your finger on your pulse, so to speak. And mm-hmm. Sorry? Cindy, are you still with us? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I thought that I lost you for a second. Putting your finger on your pulse and visualizing a moment that you were very, very confident. And I think some of us just kind of do that all the time. We put our fingers on our pulse and we try to find moments that we were very confident. And we just kind of go on auto drive that way. It's not a terrible thing, but sometimes you just don't want to have the smile pasted on your face. Well, you do. You can't help it. It's there. 
It's oh, that's good. very true. But going back to real estate, we talked about the short sale and foreclosure before. Um, for those that are just joining the show, why don't you briefly talk about the short sale once again? It's, um, it's just really fascinating. Well, the short sale has become a very strong alternative to the foreclosure and I, market, and I think the banks are becoming a lot more receptive to it and uh, not taking on. They were um, talking about releasing, um, uh, right now there's been a moratorium on the um, foreclosures. So what has happened is it, because there's been a moratorium on it, there's been less inventory which has helped and it's working to stabilize the prices because the inventory has been less and so consequently the prices have stabilized and in some areas have gone up a little bit. That process is working and they're realizing that with the amount of foreclosures that they had planned to release back out into the um, into the seg, um, communities, they're going to hold back and uh, potentially bring them out as short sales and not uh, flood the market with inventory to drive the prices back down again. So they re- recognize also that it's a win-win for them and they don't have to go through the long, uh, enduring foreclosure process, which is much more expensive and uh, potentially some unwilling people who don't want to go out of their houses and have to go through eviction proceedings. So... Um, the short sale has become a real viable alternative. On the buyer's uh, part of that, looking at the short sale market, it's not for all buyers. It's uh, People don't realize how complicated it is, and unless they're advised and educated properly to the process, um, sometimes can get uh, frustrated. It does take, it still takes uh, quite a bit of time, uh, whereas a foreclosure is a shorter sale because they've already acquired the home, the short sale process does need to go back to the negotiators at the bank at a price that is offered once the property is listed for sale and there's offers that come in on them. Sometimes you're seeing the properties listed rather aggressively, even more aggressively than a foreclosure because what the agents seem seems to be generating is uh, enough interest where they can potentially get multiple offers even over the asking price take the highest prices back to the bank, and there can be anywhere from 2 to 20 offers on a property. They take it back to the bank and they say, look, these are the highest offers we've gotten on this property. Work with us and help us negotiate to get this done. And usually uh, the process for that does take uh, a few months. And so if a buyer has some time constraints and needs to be in a house, it may not be the right situation for them. But for investors or renters, or the buyers that uh, we've positioned uh, to have patience, they can take advantage of these uh, great short sale opportunities on the buy side. And on the sale side, the sellers have a little bit of time to prepare and actually focus on their next direction because they do have a few months. It's not a short process. And um, they, they are advised once the bank has approved them, they still have another 30 to 45 days. To, uh, you have to be get ready to move. So that's a win-win situation for a lot of people. It is. But going back to you, Cindy Zabner, being an expert and being much more than... You mean the short sale queen of the valleys? The short sale queen of the valley. Very good. You are the short sale. But you have to be connected. I mean, you know, even when foreclosures, you know, was, you know, 
when, when people didn't really know about the short sale or they haven't become as popular, um, a, a, a person who is in the real estate business has to be connected enough to know what's going on so you could kind of scoop up the property first, right? I mean, you're so well, most of my That sometimes comes through some of the professional advisors that I surround myself with, and many of them through provisors, uh, bankruptcy attorneys, um, divorce attorneys also. A lot of people going through divorce are having hardships and uh, properties may be uh, in, in short sale uh, opportunity for the sellers as well. Um, so, and CPAs, financial planners, uh, I also use, utilize their services in helping those clients who come to me from other sources and sort of intertwine and create the greater Zabner group uh, of team approach to uh, walking through uh, the process with people, sitting down and kind of finding out each person is, is individual, so it's hard to say a broad scope of short sale across the board, but sitting down and talking to the individuals. If they've come as a referral to me from a bankruptcy attorney, the bankruptcy attorney takes the lead and the short sale uh, becomes a little different focus because the uh, bankruptcy de- determines what's uh, been discharged and so the process is different than you know, somebody who just uh, is referred to me by a client who has no, um, no idea what a short sale is and wants to sit down, then I sit down and look at their options and bring them to those advisors so that they can discuss what might be the best direction for them uh, in, in a short sale or whether they need to look at other financial options as well. Right, so, but you know what? That's, it's very important, I, and I want to get this across in the show, that you know, when you're simply working with a real estate agent, I don't think that many of them have the high-level connections that the Zabner Group has, and that's what makes you the Zabner Group is, you know, a, a real estate agent might say to somebody, oh, well, if you want to look into opportunities, you could call your lawyer. <laughs> right. Right? Or I don't handle that part of it, but you should call this person. And this, you know, they're t- instead of becoming your professional um, advisor, they're really just handling, just give me the commission on the house and, you know, that's it. You got right. I'm not a taxi it. service. It I don't just pe- take people to show them houses. I really establish a relationship with clients, and I've spent the last 25 years advising and setting up a foundation to help establish clients in their real estate life goals and uh, advisory, advising them in, in all the different stages of their life, whether it's the first time or if it happens to be the divorce. I'm probate certified, and so I work with a lot of estate planning attorneys. If if, if the family needs that help when, when somebody in their family uh, passes away, um, I relocated from Michigan, so relocation is a is a special hot button for me through the years. Um, just moved a wonderful family here from New Jersey, and just to see the smile on their faces, it just it, it just makes my day. So it really is great to help them and introduce them and welcome them to. Uh, the communities, and uh, of a, of a, they actually came to Agora Hills and showing them camps and introducing them to neighbors and uh, just uh, the relocation pro- program that we have uh, just continues to work and benefit the clients. So there's all different phases of, of my real estate career, but uh, right now the short sales and foreclosures seem to keep popping up in everyone's head. But, uh, again, surrounding yourself, as you said, with the proper people in, in the greater uh, professional community that I've connected with has been 
a tremendous help for the greater uh, Dabner group. Well, you know what? We are coming to the end of the third segment. You have one segment left to go, so you could relax and, you know, finish up that last. Great, great. I hope I've done Deborah proud. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So stand by for more with Cindy Dabner. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back in our last segment, and we're with Cindy Zabner, real estate advisor and trend expert extraordinaire from the Zabner Group. And um, we are actually um, enjoying a good time when real estate seems opportunistic in the news. I think that Cindy would say that it was probably always opportunistic, but 
for those of us that read the newspapers and have our um, emotions measured by the optimism of the market, I think people in general are feeling a little better about the recent news, the uptick in the stock market, and of course it's all interrelated and kind of bounce off of each other. Cindy, with that said, do you think that the worst is over, that it's what the effects of the subprime mortgage mess might be kind of retooling, resetting, and the worst of it might be behind us? I think if my crystal ball reads correctly, um, I think we're in a good position provided that they don't release a lot of inventory. They still do have, the banks still are holding some inventory, and if they are actually releasing them in smaller dosages rather than flooding the markets with the amount that we started out with, um, then we'll see the prices stabilize, continue to stabilize. And if the short sales are able to come through and in coming in smaller doses, then we'll be in, in better shape. We may see a little bit of, of uh, the gates open up uh, shortly, um, which might affect us for a short period of time, but I think I do think that the worst is behind us. People always ask, you know, I still think it's going down. I think it's going down. I I did advise people over the course of the last couple of years that unless they really needed to sell, it may not be the best time, uh, but to try and hold on. Um, But the market uh, did, you know, continue to go down. A lot of people I put in rentals for a little while watching the market. We try to position our clients based on their life uh, needs, but um, right now I think... I'm hoping so that we're um, we're kind of like at the bottom of it. We might see a little bit lower, but it's hard to time the market. So sometimes just people, if you plan to be somewhere and move in and, and hang out in a place for several years, I think you may ride it down a tiny bit more. Um, but the interest rates are also at a, an incredibly low you know, rate and opportunity, and so that you know continues to drive the market in a good position. They've continued to keep them low, and uh, the opportunity for the conforming rates are a little bit higher on the amounts right now, and they may roll those back. So putting all those together, the opportunity is still really great right now. Uh, if the, uh, in, if the uh, amount of the conforming rates go down a little bit, um, that will start to fluctuate. If the interest rates go up, all of those have an effect. So right now, with all of those aligned in a good position, it's really a pretty great opportunity to take advantage of this market. I know. Obviously, I, I, working I, with somebody who's navigated these waters is important, and somebody who's familiar with the short sale process um, is really a, a nice advantage. And uh, I think uh, I, I'm excited about this market. Our clients have been properly educated and informed and prepared to make the best decisions for themselves. One of the questions that I had is, you know, you're familiar with the Gory Hills. You're, mm-hmm. It's in your backyard, as you say. There are some houses that have been on the market um, for probably about three years now, and they just haven't moved. Is it because, on the most part, they're just not pricing it right? They're, I mean, it just seems to me that some of the houses in, let's say, you know, um, my area, okay, mm-hmm. Um they, but you know, they're they're fine houses. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's it, that's a matter of price. If if they are priced well, 
they will sell. This is not a market for sellers who say, if I could get this price, I'd sell my house. Take it off the market. If you are in a position where you need to sell or have other goals, it's a great opportunity for people who want to move up because even though their houses may be worth less, if they're looking to make an upward move, the house that they're looking to purchase is also percentage-wise that 20% that it's come down is a greater 20% than the smaller house that they're selling. So that opportunity is there for them again. The ones that are sitting are just a little out of the market. I've, I've walked away and told people if they, you know, they can go. Actually, there was a, a client, unfortunately, who came to talk with me and they wanted uh, to set their price. And I told them um, that that wasn't going to make it. And this was a year and a half ago. And it was really about $30,000 less than the price that the other realtor and that they were wanting me to, to go to. And I said, it's going to hurt you. And um, they went with the other realtor. And um, $180,000 later, uh, it's been reduced, 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 and they missed the market, and uh, it still wasn't sold. So. Well, you know, you one. have That's to a listen to a realtor like you that really knows the trends and really knows the neighborhood. There's, this is not a time for ego. I think a lot of people in, might still be stuck that at the time before the, you know, before the subprime, you know, mortgage mess had its effects. You know, people's houses really went up to this ridiculous value. And, I mean, that's part of what happened in terms of the mess. It's People really were buying, you know, $3 million homes and, you know, they were able to get, you know, loans with very low interest rates. And, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, the $3 million home, you know, can be, you know, went up in value to a $6 million. And it was just... Everywhere, like three hundred dollar homes became nine hundred thousand dollar homes. I mean, you saw that one when right. It was really crazy and out of proportion. And then people kept refinancing as their homes went up to take money out of them. And people who had great homes that wanted to live there for a long time uh, found themselves either in a work situation that was cut back, their finances were cut back, and now they have a mortgage that they couldn't afford, and they lived in their home for twenty years. That's tough. You know, that's a tough. Tough way to go. And, you know, they still, you know, they leverage themselves either if they were out of work and they had to refinance for a time. But, um, and some people took advantage and refinanced and, you know, took cruises and did, you know, other, you know, other opportunities and uh, find themselves now that their house is not a, a charge card and they're in a, you know, in a, in a tough way. And it's, it is a sad situation. But, uh, um, you know, we're seeing a little bit more conservativeness swing a little bit further the other way, maybe a little bit too far, but um, but I think that's a good thing, and I think that will, you know, eventually stabilize all of us and, and a good lesson to be learned from. Oh, that. it is. It's yeah. a very big lesson. But you knew, as a real estate expert in the business for a long time, I mean, you knew that that couldn't sustain itself. Well, every year it's people would ask, it's, you know, is my house going to go up? Am I going to be 20% more next year? Am I, you know, and we, we knew that at some point it had to stop over the, you know, previous nine years that we had a great run. Um, but, uh, you know, we didn't know when, and some, you know, some sat on the sidelines and rented, and, and it went up and up and up, and they, they had a typical time getting back in. And um, But, you know, right now uh, we've seen a, a real, you know, uh, um, reality check, and I think uh, people are across the country, both in their finances and, their, you know, in their real estate ventures, are, are uh, 
being a little bit more conservative. There's a lot of great investors out there who who uh, have cash and they're taking advantage of this market. Um, the and that's also creating some of the multiple offer situations and. Uh, and, and getting everything going again. Well, listen, we come to the end of our show, and I want to thank you so much for sharing so much valuable information and so many insights about what's going on in the real estate market today. Very valuable. Thank you so much for your time. Stop. Thank you so much for having me. And if also wanted to mention if people wanted to go to the website, the www.thezabnergroup.com, and request a short sale information guidelines, there's, uh, send me an email. I'll be happy to provide that Thank information. Thank you so much. Them. And everybody, thank you for joining us, and have a terrific week. Awesome. Thanks so much, Cindy. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Idol. I got synthetic pistol. I kill my mother to get out of the I am a death row psycho.